Welcome, citizen, to episode 7, chapter 9 of The Mandalorian, here at the Imperial Interlude. With me is, as always, Roth. Hello, Roth. Hi, Tim. So, um, this one was a, a bit on the long side, though it feels short. Am I wrong to say that? No, um, it was 40... Just over 39 so. minutes. Was uh, it 39? 39. So it was longer than last week's, but it's sort of the... I think that's probably it's, the average time. It's, it's the average, uh, yeah. right in the middle. And as always, spoilers. Don't <laughs> yes. pass this point unless you have seen everything The Mandalorian until now. If not, go back. Choose wisely. Oh, if you're still here, why? <laughs> yeah. Hit pause, watch it. The Mandalorian, come back, enjoy. Definitely. But um, it opened quite quickly, actually, didn't it? Yeah, and b before we go into the, the story, did you recognize the security droid? It was the same as... I thought it was a K2SO, but it wasn't. Yeah, it's it's the same model as in the uh, first season with a prison yes. ship. Yeah, it was the same. It was the prison ship one, definitely. It, it was the same model, I, but I it was a different colour. It looks darn similar to the KX series, which is the K2SO. It's yeah. got the same joints on legs and arms. It even got the same shoulder pads. So it's basically the torso has been modified a bit and it's got a different head. Yeah, Other than it, that, it, it's more or less the same. I thought it was because it was just the way that it was moving. The way that it was walking just did remind me of K2SO. You know, from the way that um, maybe they as an Andor, so. they saved money on uh, animation simply by using the K2SO animation and plonking on a similar uh, exterior on it because those are CGI, obviously. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 they're, they're not practical. I don't think they could afford. Well, they probably could afford to do the practical effect like what they did with Alan Tudyk, but they've got his. I'm guessing with them having the digital model and the digital mapping from what he did. Yeah. In Rogue One, that, you know, it's easy enough to move through. But yeah, it was it was definitely it sort of opened really quickly as well. You know, there was there was a little bit of sort of the pre sort of previously on the Mando, but it was more it didn't really cover last episode, did it? You know, it was more mm, only in the last shot where the Mandalorian was with the uh, Ranger of the New Republic. Yes. <laughs> that was the only throwback to the last episode, yeah. I think. And, and that's who uh, we get to see first. Well, we get to see Bill Burr turn up again as as Mayfield first, don't we? Cutting up a Tie Fighter. A, tie Fighter. But there was a, I think as well, there was a Tie Fighter in the background. There was all sorts in the background. But I think I also saw a Jedi fighter, but like what we saw Anakin and Obi Wan can Obi use in Rogue One, not Rogue One in um, Revenge of the Sith. You know the the ball with the wings. Yeah, I, I didn't saw those, but at the second sh uh, largest shot of the landscape, there was the backside of a U wing. I'm pretty mm. sure of that. And I'm guessing if if we were to examine this uh, short snippet of him working on this junkyard planet, we would make out some nice little gadgets and things, but I, for my part today, couldn't be asked no. to look. <laughs> <laughs> no. The planet did remind me of the um the, the planet in the beginning of um, Fallen Order. Yeah, it's the, the junk planet sort of thing, the big recycling planet. Which, which always uh, strikes me as a bit 
weird having this technology advanced races and still having manual labor to disassemble broken ships <laughs> it was it was but I, I think it was just it's the hard labor thing isn't it where they were trying to get get yeah, across I'm, I think that I'm always thinking there are possible small very expensive hard to manufacture pieces in this that are best removed manually before the rest simply gets molten down melted and reused in other ships yeah some some crystals or uh, gauges or anything that may not be handled good f via the means of droids yeah and then we then we sort of cut to Bilbo being approached by the droid that we we mentioned yeah um or Mayfield, sorry, I'll call him Mayfield, even though you know it is it's, it's probably easier to say Bill Burr. Well, his name is. is Mix Mayfield played by Bill Burr. So, Bill Burr, uh... yes. Um but yeah, and then and then we get um our our shot of Caradun. Yes, taking him along for a ride. Taking him for yeah, taking him from uh, a ride indeed, especially the, the I quite liked as she gets him to follow him, and he goes, where am I going, where am I going? And you see, it would he be can't cur see modern it. courtesy to tell me where we're going. Yeah. And the and of uh, the security droid did a nice one, which I, I don't know if this was an intentional reference to Robocop, but <laughs> I've... Well, I've you're, you've got three seconds to comply. You've got three <laughs> seconds to comply. Three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, of course, he can't see where they're going. And Kara knows where they're going, and the camera pans up, and you get the shot of Slave One in sort the background. Of in the background, and then, of course, he, he, as they approach Slave One, he sort of steps and looks up, and there's a shock on his face. And then you look at it, Boba in brand new armor, well, his old armor repainted, which well, looked amazing. Which actually. was a genuinely uh, nice sight to be seen. I actually was afraid they would keep him in this beaten up armor but this looked so cool Just brand spanking new new led lights blinking on his uh, chest <laughs> yeah did you notice the change as well that they made with the bobber uh they i, I noticed they didn't dent, uh, remove the dent in his helmet that's still there it was the color the backpack was green as well but in the original sort of well, shots of it brown. it's uh blue with a reddish with the orange on it yeah so that he's he's completely repainted the whole lot. Um, sort of in that in that Mandalorian green, should we call it? You know, and it did. It looked really impressive. And he was holding his E three blaster, which was nice to see as well. Yeah. And then he says, and then Mayfield goes, oh, and I thought you were someone else. And then Boba steps to one side. Down comes the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh Jesus shit! Jesus. I'm in trouble now. There too. <laughs> so um. And the first thing that comes to his mind is, oh, you're going to kill me now, are you? <laughs> but then we get the um, the, the sort of the exposition as they, bowed the they all board the ship and the ship takes off, which is really cool seeing the inside of Slave 1. Yeah. Because we've never actually seen. That's what was one of my first thoughts, exactly. When you've seen the background rotating as the ship goes from vertical to horizontal movement. Yeah. It's the first time we've actually seen anything like that. So it shows that that glass plate or the, the cockpit, glass front, must run f quite a way down the ship as well because they were looking out. Either that or there's some si some kind of monitor. Yeah, some sort of digital display. 
Um, but then you get the exposition of why they've acquired him, shall we say, which is they want the 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 coordinates to Moff Gideon's ship, and of course Mayfield laughs, and then he makes up this. Then he says that there may be a a way of locating him on a on a planet. I think was pretty much what they were alluding to, wasn't he? Yeah, that there was like that he needs access to an imperial terminal. He uses he needs to use an internal terminal, so something that's um, more akin to a internal computer connected to a local area network. In in current times, I'm I'd say nothing that is logging in from the outside. Mm-hmm. And, and then, he and then... knows of one on a desolate planet somewhere nobody has ever heard before and the Mandalorian simply goes there's nothing there on this planet and then we get the hollow when I think when they before they reach the planet or when they reach the planet no it was before they reach the planet they get the hollow don't they the, the refinery or whatever it was yeah they, that, they, uh, that they had to Boba Fett does a, a scan just before they arrive and they see the uh, refinery which yeah. is looking a bit like a uh, Water, water dam, mm-hmm. generating something. Yeah, some sort of um, some sort of ore. But I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out where try and read what it is quickly here. Um, but then they they land and then you get the the exposition of well from from Mayfield saying that well he'll need to go by himself. Um, you know because because it needs to scan his basically have a facial scan yeah, to get yeah. the data and things like that and then it runs through all of the um then all the others then then uh the he asks then Kara says i'll go and then he says yeah i'm not going in with a, a dropper uh a Re- republic dropper and then it's um then turn to fennec shan and says, says well i'm wanted by the isb because yeah, we, find we, out that it's been we should uh, say beforehand they can't join because the base is scanning their uh, genetic code, and that's if that catches on some list that is not f- as friendly, there would yeah. be guards all over the place. And it's also being controlled by the Imperial Security Bureau, the ISB. Yeah, as well. Um, then it tur- then Mando turns to Boba, which I thought was yes. so funny. <laughs> I think they'd recognise my face. <laughs> Which was hilarious if you start to think about clones. And... Yeah, it was like, <laughs> okay. yes, I think they probably would. And then the Mando says, and then the Mando scans the vehicles as they're going in because he can see one of the big heavy trucks. And of course, he goes, right, I'll go. And then we cut to the whole Caradun beating up some stormtroopers, some tankers, because it was the same yeah. armor as the tank trooper from Rogue One. And, and it's nice just... to see. Let me just say, I can't understand why the Imperium uses wheeled vehicles for transportation of a volatile substance if they've got access to hovercraft. What's wrong with them? Why? Other than for plot, there's no reason. Well, yeah, I mean, it it is a, a, you know, a, a... it is, you know, the whole plot device thing, isn't it, really? Um, but there's a... There's two films that this 
this whole sequence with the trucks is very is, is sort of um one of them was a, an original 1953 French film called Wages of Fear. And what it is is there's a bunch of um and uh like French Foreign Legion stuff take this uh very dangerous job in the outskirts of this village. Wasn't that the movie about them transporting liquid nitroglycerin? Yes. It oh. became it was the later one was the US version, which was called Sorcerer with Roy Schneider, exactly the same thing. The that they're basically traveling, taking nitro across the South American jungle. This sequence that they did with the trucks was very much like that. It was very in the sem in the in the similar sort of structure of they have this volatile stuff on the back of the truck that they have to get from A to B, and it was very 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 similar in the way that 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 was sent, which I thought was really good. It was a nice way of of, of sort of. It's it's a nice uh, what's the word sort of film nod if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's but still, those films are made in a time where there is no hover, where Very there true. is no repulsive technology. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just uh, I I just wanted to get that off my chest because that <laughs> was annoying me unbelievably, especially since when they capture these uh, one of these trucks and the Mandalorian disguises himself as a uh, stormtrooper and they get out the other end of the tunnel there's an ambush by sort of pirates yeah. on hover vehicles <laughs> yes they had hover vehicles but the empire are using big six eight wheel trucks but you know but um it was quite interesting that the whole thing of him putting on that suit as well which i thought was like he's it's it's getting to the point where we can see him I think this is one of the pinnacle episodes for that. Yeah, his, his strong religious or pseudo-religious beliefs are starting to break up because yeah. he has a greater goal in mind. And, and the this, child seems to be that. Yeah, that and, is what it is. is and it, it, it even gets worse later in this episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, but but of course, as you, as you alluded, they, they go through. Mayfield takes his helmet off because he can't see through it. And then he makes some jokes about how can you see through this thing and all of that. Yeah, and uh, I really like the the way Mayfield was bitching about the fact that the previous owner of his suit was sweating, and the yes. gloves are still <laughs> wet, and yeah. wow, this is so unpleasant. <laughs> and then the part? Mandalorian comes around. Okay, this side is worth the price of admission. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then we get the the obligatory driving through the um. The conversation before the attack, but it's interesting that that started to flesh out some of Mayfield's thought. That, you know, because in the first episode we meet him in, which is the pr the prison episode, we think he is just this, you know, this one-dimensional hired gun. Yeah? He's a bad guy. He, he shoots people for a living, and he's exactly. an ex-imperial, making him unlikable right from the beginning. Well, this started to flesh him out more, where there's more layers to him. Yeah, that that you know he does the the whole line as long as you know he, he compares the the republic and the empire and things like that and he you know and his in his motivations and he basically turns around and says you know like if you can sleep well at night that's you know that's all you need to really care about in in so yeah. many words. Um, 
but then of course we get the pirate attack on hovered vehicles yeah at, at first we get the radio chatter from the other trucks that are uh, calling in for help and some explosions um, yeah and then we have uh, after i think two trucks exploded just before uh, one big one explosion i think was saw I think it was only one, but there was two attacks. I think, yeah. but the, the, no, we see it. We see a destroyed truck. We don't see yeah. the explosion. We see a destroyed truck, and then it goes through the villagers, and you get that, you know, the the villagers sort of looking on at them. Yeah. After uh, two others have uh, called in for help and are being destroyed, obviously, then there's the attack on the uh, current objective that is our Mandalorian and Mayfield. And then we get the, the 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 obligatory fighting on top of the truck and and all of that. And then just when all hope sort of lost after the after the fight, as as more of them come, so he, so he wipes out one of them, one of the hover vehicles, and then it's two more, or is it two follow them? And he wipes them. At first, it's one. He shoots yeah. them dead. Then there are suddenly two more. There's an exponential growth somehow. <laughs> yes, and then and then the the final one's like a five or six, it looks like five or six where they're all holding thermal detonators, which I thought was going, and it was all choreographed as well, which I thought was quite funny where they all press the buttons at the same time. The the weird thing that struck me was this is the first time I think I've ever seen in a Star Wars movie or a series where a blaster is out of ammunition. He he sits there, shoots all mm -hmm. three guys, and suddenly his blaster is empty, and he has to use his close combat skills to yeah. knock people off this train. Uh, pardon me, the truck left, right, and center, yep. just like in any old western movie. <laughs> yeah, he throws his gun, and then he picks one of the spears up as well, doesn't he? Which I thought was quite. Yeah, and he he uh, gets reminded, but rather painfully, that he's not wearing his Mandalorian armor when yeah. he's blocking one of the attacks, and his armor is shattered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then and then we get just as we think all hope is sort of lost, and air, basically lots of explosions either side, and it's two Tie Fighters coming out of basically nowhere to save them because they're near the base, and we get the whole. Um, Mayfield going, aren't you glad to see TIE Fighters? That's, was it the, that'll be the first time you're actually glad to see TIE Fighters. And Stormtroopers. And Stormtroopers. And yeah. we get, and that that was the interesting one. And I've seen a couple of people sort of online when they've done reviews of it as well. And say this as well, is this is sort of the... F oh, you're gone. That we... Oh. I think I just cut out there. You um, just cut out and your mic <laughs> went a bit haywire. <laughs> right. That's Technology better. is the Um so it was I've seen this on, on sort of online and stuff was the and, and and reviews and you know where people have talked about the episode as well, where this is the first time we see the empire we see this sort of thing from the Empire. You know, them cheering and greeting and and almost like putting a human face on them. Yeah, basically making most of the Empire soldiers human beings in a yeah. way that they fight for something, even though it's the wrong cause from our perspective or the perspective yeah. of the rebels. But most of them are still ordinary people, which is even pushed further. If you look at the scene when they uh, arrive in the base where there yes. are miners that clearly look like they've been working all day underground and you have a mixture of uh, 
swarm troopers, storm troopers, and you especially you have very nice bright shiny stormtroopers and mm -hmm. some of them look like the rancid ones from the first season so yeah. there is they try to still hold up to the standards but you can see there is a sort of degradation within this whole system yeah that that yeah you know that that they're doubt on the fringes and it was the um the white court as well the um the, and then you had, like you were saying, you had the 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 different quality in stormtroopers, but then you had the imperial, the like the ISB or the imperial officers, because they're not actually said who they are. They're in their pristine, under their 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 they're in their pristine ironed, you know, yeah, I'm an officer sort of thing, you know, type of. Type of there, thing. there was one in the in the hall when they arrived, which looked like he didn't fit into his uniform. The the. Uh, his his cap was a bit too far. <laughs> yeah, and then and then we we Mayfield goes to go to the terminal, and turns right the way round as they disembarked and walks through this throng of of Imperials, and walks back to the Mando and says we have to leave because a former off commanding officer of his is there in the in the in the canteen, but and then. Uh, they 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 have a conversation. He goes, "No, I'm not going in. He might recognise me." And uh, Mando grabs the 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 com, like the ID chip uh, mm. or the data chip, and then go slowly walks in as he's being watched watched by this officer and his companion because there's sort of the two officers there. And then he goes up to the terminal, and then the terminal scans him, but he's yeah, got his helmet on. Before we go on further, we we should mention that uh, Mayfield tells the Mandalorian you need to show your face yeah. in order to use this uh, device. And he goes up still wearing his helmet and basically at that point uh, we know there's, it can only go two ways. Either he's raising an alarm or he's pick, uh, taking off his helmet. Yep, and he does the yes. taking off the helmet, which... And shortly after that... Um, they get called out by this officer, this ex-officer exactly. of Mayfield, because he was behaving too weirdly. Exactly. Now, what's interesting is the gentleman who played the officer, yeah, mm -hmm. played the Night King in Game of Thrones. He was the leader of the Army of the Dead in the last season of Game of Thrones. It's the same actor. Well, that's a re-recurring <laughs> like... theme, obviously, for him. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I only uh, play roles where I lead legions of undead. <laughs> yes, or legions of stormtroopers. But yeah, they 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 have a, a shall we say a bit of banter, and then he, the, the officer turns around and goes, um, "Are you the troopers that brought in the the shipment the, of the shipment?" And go, "Yes," and then he takes them for a drink, and then they they start having basically this officer and Mayfield having a conversation yeah. where. This is, I think, where the title of the episode comes from. The Believer. The Believer. Because you've got this officer on one side who is a true believer, is, I would say, one of the fanatics. Yeah. yeah? And let me it's just say, um, as a non-English speaker, the dialect, the, the, the tongue he uses, it struck me awfully as American, even uh, Texan. <laughs> Yes, it was very Texan. I thought that as well. You know, being you know, 
being the 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 English speaker, shall we say, native English speaker, it was very Texas. It was very what it reminded me of a bit as well was that southern sort of that that Confederate. Yeah, exactly. This I, the only thing I was actually waiting for him to to say was something along the lines of "Then the South will rise <laughs> again." Yes, <laughs> which exactly he basically does when he says, "And they will await us with open arms." Yes, that that was it. But what was interesting as well is they brought in Operation Cinder. Yes, which is from Battlefront Two, the single player campaign of Battlefront Two, um, which is basically for people who don't know, it's the 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 final the final sort of edict from the Emperor if he was ever defeated was Operation Cinder, which was to basically wipe out planets. Kill all, to burn leave everything to alive. the ground. Yeah, leave nothing. It's a bit like in Babylon Five, the one that they did in the in sort of this final season of that, where the the Earth president did the same thing, which was aim these big satellite laser beams at Earth and vaporize Earth to stop anybody from getting it. Um, yeah, and, and, and as they're reciting, and this this uh, officer get into a debate on. It, was it worth it? All those dead people, yes. and I think I I was a bit surprised of the end sudden ending of this discussion. Well, did you not notice where Din or the Mandalorian nodded at him to or shook his head to say, "Don't, don't go there." Yeah, I, I saw that. Nonetheless, I was a bit surprised that it actually took this turn when Mayfield simply drew his gun and shot the officer right there in front of everybody. Yes. And that's there's a point where I felt really, really bad for that poor short trooper just coming back <laughs> from the shift, wanting something to drink and to eat, maybe take a nap, watching his superior getting shot and then getting shot right after him. <laughs> yeah, it was the whole, um, the poor, it was the typical sort of thing is like, boom, blast, die, guy, die. Can dies. my day and get any worse? Pulls. Yes, it can. <laughs> Yeah, everybody just pauses. Doesn't it? It was like this sudden shot, and then Mayfield just leans and shoots the. I think shoots him. Shoots stare the other and stop in disbelief is the proper way to describe it. People were yeah. are, are completely baffled by what just happened. But there was that nice ratcheting up to that point as well, wasn't there? With the the way the dialogue was was structured for yeah, that it, imperial officer, where Mayfield wasn't Mayfield only. Talk, talked at the beginning and it was this officer's attitude and the ratcheting up of his rhetoric I think and his, his beliefs yeah, that just I, pushed Mayfield over because you know Mayfield as we know is an ex-imperial but it's not said how he's an ex-imperial and I get the implication from that that he probably deserted. Yeah it could, could very well be that he uh, survived this operation and uh, was dead. presumed dead and then simply left the planet to get on with his life and i think um judging by uh, what we have seen uh, and heard from him before with the quote everybody needs some sleep or mm -hmm. just do what you need to do as long as you can sleep you know, it's all going yeah. to be fine and i think if that officer would have said something along those lines yeah i had to make this decision i don't like it uh, i wouldn't make it again but uh, it's still a hard one but he uh, loads of having sent people in the thousands to their deaths and that's something he he doesn't lose any sleep over it yeah i think at that point uh, mayfield 
decides, okay, this one is a lost cause. We can simply shoot him. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the 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 uh, Din helping him as well. And then Mayfield hands him his helmet, which I thought was a nice touch. It's in. Nobody saw, saw your, your face. face. And nobody can prove otherwise because everybody who was at that point is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get the escape, which was, uh, in the meantime, uh, Fen and Kara had gone to a sniper position. Yes. To overlook. Um, and as the the two, Mayfield and the Mandalorian, sort of kick out a window to go onto the ledge, um, Fen, Fennec, uh, Fennec Shan goes on to the comms to say, to tell Fett to start his run so he can pick them up. Because the idea, which we forgot to mention, was at the beginning was Fett would go to the ship yeah. and, and they, pick they them would, up and they would escape on the roof. As soon as they would have the information, they would somehow get to the roof and Fett would pick them up from there and the two sharpshooter ladies would uh, snipe off any anti-aircraft gun that mm-hmm. would be there. And then, of course, we get them doing the sharpshooter bit as the Mandalorian and... Uh, Mayfield. And Mayfield begin to escape along the along the little ledge. I like the stormtrooper that tried to grab him by his leg and got shot and then kicked. Yeah, <laughs> those stormtroopers in this episode really took a beating. Yes, they did. They took a they took a heavy beating, and they as they as they trying to escape. Of course, stormtroopers come out the window and are getting shot left, right, and center from our two sniper people, which I thought was nice. It was nice nice to see that you know that they were given. What surprised me a bit that nobody seemed to have noticed that there were sharpshooters on the other side <laughs> of the, the valley. They may have had one or two shoot at their direction just for uh, completeness, but uh, no, we, we are just focusing on those two who are trying to escape and we don't wonder why people yeah. are dropping dead left, right and center, even <laughs> though those two are not shooting. It was another one of those plot points, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so um, plot hole wise, this is one of the weaker ones. Nonetheless, it was a rather interesting. <laughs> it was an interesting episode, definitely. And then, of course, they get on the roof as Fett flies over, which was really nice to see Slave One doing its thing. Yeah. They, and then they jump in. I was expecting, and this was probably just the cynic of me and thinking about, you know, Mayfield has done the thing, he's killed the officer. A, he's going to jump into the fetch ship. As he jumped, I thought he's going to get shot. Yeah, I th- I thought something similar. I thought he would miss the the ramp and or slip and fall to yeah. his death. Yeah, I was expecting, but it didn't happen, which was yes. a nice surprise. Which is always um, nice if they don't succumb to tropes. Yeah, and then as they pull up and away before they they get pursued, Mayfield asks uh, the Mandalorian Hen- to pass the him the rival. Basically, yeah, the slug thrower that Fett was using because it was a slug thrower, it wasn't a, a a blaster. And he sights down the barrel and looks at where previously on their way in, the pirates had tried to plant a bomb or a thermal detonator into the, yeah, the ship. Yeah, there were two, two trucks standing and one has its hatch open, exposing the canisters of this very volatile, dangerous substance. Mm-hmm. So Mayfield sights down and fires and blows and it up along everything with everything goes kaboom definitely everything goes kaboom and Fennec turns to Car and goes nice shot yeah and then <laughs> we get 
we get the the as as some people have said on the internet and it, it is cool but it's like no it's not the best sound effect ever in star wars <laughs> which is as the slave ones pulling away or taking getting away two tie fighters follow him and we get the sonic mine that was yeah, dropped in episode charge. 2 the seismic charge so we get that silence 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 and, and then as it explodes it's like it is a cool sound. You, you've got it is very, it is very cool. Have you noticed that the effects guys have really gone out of their way uh, when it comes to the Tie Fighters and smoke? Yeah, it's, it's. I think they've just upped that game. They they uh, generally when the, the Tie Fighters initially appeared uh, defending the truck. They went through a big cloud of smoke. And when uh, going on pursuit with his with slave one, they went through a cloud of smoke. And both times, they added this effect of uh, turbulence. That bloody thing, thing has a name, I can't remember now what it is. Whereas on the tip of the wings, there's uh, air starts to circle, and that leads to a very specific pattern in, in smoke and clouds. And I think adding that really push the level of immersion for yes, those are actually flying there, they're not just slept on effects mm -hmm. and then we we get to the sort of the final sequence of it where Fennec and Kara come through the through the jungle to a landed slave one and we get Mayfield Mando and Kara sort of talking and Kara Goes, it's a shame that. Yeah, well, at first, uh, Mayfield is okay now back to the mines or back to the scrapyard. Yeah. He he has uh, somehow accepted his fate as being back to prison. And uh, I think Kara says also something along those lines like, I saw your impressive shooting. And uh, at that I point, so. I think she decided, okay, he's gone beyond what has been asked of him. And Maybe even had some talk with Mandalorian beforehand on uh, on comms, and has decided yeah. to uh, let him die. Let him die figuratively. <laughs> well, we, we don't so, yes, know what so... will become of him. <laughs> we don't. He doesn't um, have any funds. Yes. He doesn't have any weapons, and he's on a planet where he's just been identified as Imperial. Hmm. <laughs> I've got a suspicion he could probably get off that planet. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure he will, or, and maybe even show up again later in the series. I yeah, I think I think he may become a recurring character because they they as as we've sort of alluded is Kara basically goes. It's a shame he it's a shame Mayfield died during that, and that's the story she's going to stick with, basically yeah. to tell her superiors. After and, all, she's still a marshal, and marshals li yeah. live in the wild, wild west where law is made by those who are in power. <laughs> and then we get, as they board and Mayfield walks off into the, the jungle or the forest, we get the final thing out of sorts, which was Moff Gideon's cruiser getting a communication. Yes, and basically what he gets is a one-to-one -one, uh, repeat of his own uh, with his own uh, what is it called? Words. Of his, his own, own words. monologue. The, yeah, this monologue, this speech he has given to the Mandalorian regarding the child uh, with the emphasis on the phrase you don't know what he's he, what he means to me. 
so basically the Mandalorian throws Moff Gideon's words back at him that he that he used at the end of the first season where he goes you know the child the, what the child meals to me or what you have something that I want yeah. you know all it needed was I will fight you know the the line from um taken who you are or you are <laughs> and I will find you I have I will a, kill yes. you <laughs> I have a series of specialist skills. <laughs> maybe maybe that would have been a bit too far, even though the actor is also related to Star Wars. Yes. That would have been a little bit little bit on the nose having Liam Neeson's words sort yeah. of. Though, though it would have been, I wouldn't have put it past them. No, it was it was it was a good episode. It was. It and it wasn't a filler, but it was sort of heading to this week coming which we know is the the final yeah. episode in this season i i think this episode can be described as this is the 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 bottom part of the uh, roller coaster ride and it's just ramping up back up now because yeah, with, just... with uh, threatening uh a imperial general <laughs> that's mm. uh you don't do this lightly <laughs> no so now we just need to figure out who are we going to see next week is going to be the main thing is are we going to see a return of Bo-Katan I, I don't know, don't know. I've got a maybe as a some sort of cavalry merging yeah. in the time of need or something mm -hmm. yeah. I'm completely lost on how they are trying to do this because even with the help of uh, Kara and the other Mandalorians, I think a straight-on ambush on a imperial warship would be uh, suicide. Yeah, so I'm probably. guessing they are trying a more stealthy, sneaky approach. Yeah, I think that they, you know, remember as well as Slave, we 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 know Slave One is quite a decent ship, so I think it has you know stealth and things capability. Yeah, so silent running modes should be yeah an option. Maybe Kara gets on and distracts the whole crew in order to get back the uh, uh, the the dark saber. Yeah, making it's, some it's, sort it's... of uh, dual invitation. To Moff Gideon. I think we're going to get that with the Beskar spear, because you wouldn't have. I don't think they would have put the Beskar spear and shown it in action with Ahsoka if it wasn't going to be used again. Yeah, and for not. him to find it in the rubble, I think you know was a little bit too much. Though, though he he didn't use it with Ahsoka in in battle. With Ahsoka, no, what he I mean had just was, his was... own armor. The the uh, spear was yeah. in battle with. It was a soak and yeah. magistrate had the yeah, spear. Magistrate, not the Mandalorian. I, yeah. I forgot and, that scene. <laughs> and the Soka gave him the spear yes. and then he's he recovered it from the rubble of the razor crests. So I think we will see possibly him using the spear. And if that happens, we will also see him using this little knob he saved from the wreckage for the mm -hmm. giant. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But it was definitely, definitely a good episode, and it's now, now we're we're in the home straight. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to on record now saying he won't liberate the child in the last episode of the season. That yeah. will be the big cliffhanger. Yeah, I think we're, we're we are heading to a cliffhanger because I think they've they've sort of hinted that they're looking at four seasons. 
at the Mandalorian. E so, even you know. if they go only with the next season, so the th season three has mm -hmm. been confirmed. Um, yeah, I'm guessing we still would need a giant, uh, almost said hangover, cliffhanger to uh, get people to stay on target. Definitely, definitely. So but I this, think that's it for the episode. This is yeah. The, the there wasn't much content uh, as is in it because there's mostly fighting, shooting, and uh, for the imperial part, dying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, what's your verdict on this uh, episode? I enjoyed it. I've I've enjoyed this entire season. To be honest, you know, the, the, there's been quiet episodes, or there's been episodes that weren't that you don't think were. Were busy, shall we say, yes. in in the way that they were done. Um, this probably ranks like one of them, even though there was action in it. It was more. I think this the story of this one was more dealing with Mayfield. I think it was a little bit of of shall we say character building on his character. Yeah, the the, the story focus was more or less a straight line. We need to get the information on where Moff Gideon is, which was basically a. Uh, travel p from point A to point B from the last episode and the main focus was actually on the character that is Mayfield and his yep. relationship to the Empire and his former comrades. Yeah. Which I thought was good and it fleshes the character out and hopefully we'll see him again. Yeah, and, it, and for some weird reason it makes the Imperium uh, more real for mm -hmm. lack of yeah. a better word. It, it doesn't feel as much as a uh, heartless machine but more or less uh, a construct that is at its core a heartless machine but is uh, surrounded by people who actually believe and think and feel what should be right in the universe and mm -hmm. to be honest the uh, imperial officer that got shot right at that desk the uh, ex-superior of Mayfield um, had a point when he said people don't want justice or freedom they want order and given our current situation with all this fuckery of COVID-19 yeah people do want order <laughs> though the, the price could be high at times yeah that's 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 the, the thing you know it's it's people want the specific things but yeah it is you know be careful for what you wish for is the thing yeah. that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, try to keep away from the, the political ramifications of, <laughs> of, of, of doing, shall we say, some political um, commentary on the parallels between that and, yeah. and some other stuff. So, you know, it's like... Also, no, um, it. we had this week the investor, investor's call from Disney mm -hmm. where we learned a lot of things regarding Star Wars. Um, Definitely. We will make some sort of extra episode on that. I mm -hmm. don't know when my time schedule will actually allow me to do that, but we're thinking on it. And I think I need to read up on it uh, beforehand as well to not be the yeah, because it, <laughs> it was a lot. There was a there was a lot of Star Wars announcements. I mean, there was a lot of announcements across the entire range of what Disney are planning. Um, but there was a lot of Star Wars announcements made during that investor's call. Yeah, and, and only it's... I think two or three visual aids were given. The most thing was text, so we there, shall see. There was some sizzle reels shown, but we didn't get to see them. Oh, yeah, because IG, when, IGN when... has one for the uh, Rogue 
Squadron movie that has been announced. I think that, that was, batch yeah. was got something that somehow got out in the wild. Yeah. Uh, no, they they showed Bad Batch trailer, which is what the sizzle reader is. They showed an Andor behind the scenes one for Cassian Andor, and Patty Jenkins released that Twitter video that IJN have shown. That yeah. was on her Twitter feed. The ones that they did have stuff for but didn't show was there was some Kenobi stuff. That's when you got on the investors call, you got the black screen with the countdown, you know, coming back in two minutes because <laughs> it's only it's only for the investors to see. You know, this it's yeah. it's a bit like the same way Comic Con works, you know, where you watch live streams or not streams, but you watch YouTube videos, say videos of people put out from Comic Con where they cut, you know, the trailers and stuff because they're specifically for the people in Hall H or whatever. So there was one for Kenobi. There was one for Lando as well, but we'll cover this in a separate yeah. video, I think, you know, because there was a lot to cover for Star Wars. There, there needs to be notes taken. Yes. A lot of notes beforehand to not have a completely misunderstanding on what we're talking about. Yeah. So with this uh, being the seventh episode, I thank you, Ralph, for being here. I thank you, audience, no for listening. Until next time, stay hydrated. Remain indoors.